Ted, thanks a lot for stopping by. Glad to have this man back. Former judge, former U.S. representative. It's Ted Poe. Ted, how are you? Good to see you. Doing great, Joe. Thanks. Well, you know, um, there's so much going on. I just had Andy Biggs on, and we talked a lot about what's going on with the Bidens. Maybe we'll get into that a little bit because you've got a, a great uh, experience and knowledge about Ukraine. I had Mike Rogers on. I think you served with Mike Rogers from Michigan. I did. Um, he's running for U.S. Senate now. He's a good guy, former FBI guy, former Army guy, and uh, and he's somebody who wants to do. He wants to make things right. But when we talked about uh, about Israel with Mike Rogers, the former FBI guy, he said he thinks Israel didn't see it coming because they believed that the Palestinians really did want peace. Like the Palestinians were on like RTV or Al Jazeera or something the day before going, man, we love having all this peace with Israel. And then Hamas attacked. Is it possible that Mossad or, or the IDF was really lulled to sleep about peace in the Middle East? It, it could be. They uh, <clears throat> They've had peace for... Uh, almost a year now, and I think that is a, a big possibility. But I also think that uh, the IDF and the United States were caught by surprise because of their lack of good intelligence. What I mean by that is uh, the United States has gone to electronic intelligence, and the best kind of intelligence is real intelligence from uh, people on the ground, spies, right. if you can, for, any, for lack of a better phrase, or informants. I'm not sure that the, either the U.S. or Israel is using um, <clears throat> that type of intelligence anymore. It's the best type. Anyway, both the United States and Israel was surprised. It's two of the best intel countries in the whole world, and it could be because maybe they believed the lie that Hamas has said. Well, we all wanted to believe it, but like Reagan said, you trust but verify, and if you're not verifying it, then you're susceptible to something like what happened on October 7th. But Ted, here's the problem that I have, because I'm, I tend to be a pretty common sense guy. You disagree, but I tend to believe <laughs> that I am. Um, if, if one side says, the way we finish this is, we kill all of you. And the other side says, the way we finish this is, let's each have our own place and leave each other alone. I'm going to go with the one that doesn't want to kill everybody. Why would anybody back Hamas or the Palestinians or Iran, for that matter, or other bad actors in the region whose only answer is kill all the Jews? When when Israel says, no, 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 we can all coexist. Why can Israel ever be seen as the bad guy? Well, it is because of the narrative, which is based upon many, many lies. First of all, Iran is behind all of this. They are the big uh, boogeyman in the area. They, Their foreign policy is very simple, Joe. Eliminate Israel from the map and then eliminate the United States from the map. That is their foreign policy. They tell us that. We should believe them when they say that, in spite of the fact that um, uh, several people in the on the other side say, oh, that's just rhetoric. That is their foreign policy. And they execute that foreign policy through their proxy terrorist groups. They are terrorist groups. What does that mean? That means that they are international outlaws. We have made them international or named them international outlaws. And that's right. Hamas, that's Hezbollah, and there's numerous others. But they're all sponsored by Iran with the purpose destroying Israel. Hamas does not want a two-state solution. It doesn't even really want a one-state solution if Israel's in charge. They want to eliminate Israel, wipe them off the map. And that's what the Palestinians are supporting in Gaza. So this idea that it's genocide and that these are two equal parties is crazy. A terrorist organization that wants to rule the area and eliminate Israel and the Jews.
So they're literally saying death to America, death to Israel in the parliament in Iran, and people like John Kerry try to act like, ah, that's just rhetoric. They don't really mean that. Ted, they really mean it. And, and you know this, uh, in, the late, in the late 1990s, the PLO and Yasser Arafat, I think they were calling it the Palestinian Authority at that time, uh, was offered 97% of everything. They said no. So there can't be a two-state solution, no matter how much Biden says there can be. Israel says they want that. The Palestinians will not agree to that. So what do you do then? Because it's been going on since you were born, since I was born, since way before both of us. And it's going to be going on way after us unless there's some sort of a, a real deal that's made. They made a deal with Egypt. That's held. Uh, they were about to make a deal with Saudi Arabia. I think that's probably why the attack happened. Is there ever going to be a deal with these so-called Palestinians that aren't really people with a the country? They're just like Egyptians and Jordanians that are claiming to be Palestinian. What do you do? If you, if you have the button, what does that button do? Well, I have to stop the immediate problem, which is Hamas, a terrorist organization that does numerous things, all in violation of international law in time of war. And they have to be eliminated. And that's what Israel thinks needs to do. There, there cannot be a, a continuous ceasefire. That works to the advantage of Hamas. What do they do? They rearm themselves while they are swapping uh, hostages for other terrorists. Make no bones about it. These people that the Israelis are releasing back to Hamas are other terrorists that have been caught in Israel committing crimes against the Israeli state. And they're and we're given 10 to 1, 2 to 1 uh, of these t- uh, terrorists back. No, it's 3 to 1. It was, thir- it, was 33, it was 33 to 11. So it's th- it's 3 to 1, Ted. And it, it always seems like the good guys end up doing that. To get Bergdahl back, what did Obama give up? Five murderers from That's Guantanamo right. Bay? So, so at what point do we get control as the good guys and say, hey, enough is enough? And how do you get rid of Hamas? If they're hiding behind Palestinian children and women in hospitals, schools, and mosques, what do you do? Well, that that's the, the tough one. But we can start with making sure they don't get any more money. And that is enforce the sanctions against Iran. Why in the world aren't we enforcing the sanctions against Iran? The banking sanctions, the financial sanctions, and the, the crude oil sanctions. Why aren't we doing that? And why are we giving them $6 billion? We haven't heard anything about that. Because I think that money has already gone into the coffers of Iran. And so enforce the sanctions against Iran and hold them accountable when they use their proxies to send rockets over to our military installations. We retaliate just a little bit, but not much. Iran is the enemy. Cut off the money to the terrorist groups because it's all coming from Iran. That's where we start. And far as getting the hostages back, you know, I don't know the correct answer on that. That's a yeah. that's that is a real tough situation trading uh, Palestinian terrorists for good folks that no fault of their own they yeah. were in the wrong place. And one more comment. You know, there were 31 Americans killed in these attacks. Why hasn't the administration said something about that? Why hasn't the administration said we're going after Hamas because they murdered 31 Americans that right. were in Israel? Not a word about those individuals. There was a time in this country where the American could go almost anywhere in the world, and if they were harmed, the United States was there to retaliate and show justice. Those days are over. People laugh at us. Well, Ted, I believe that it's because of the globalist movement. They don't want there to be an independent 
you know, exceptional United States of America. They want us to be part of some global community. It is a former judge, former U.S. Representative Ted Poe. Let, let's go to Ukraine. I still, uh, maybe you know, I don't know what a, what a win looks like. I don't know what victory looks like. I don't know why Ukraine, for the first time in my life, became our territory uh, and we've got to somehow look out for Ukraine better than, as you just said, than we look out for Americans in Afghanistan or in in, uh, in what would be Palestine. So what what is the game there? If you were in Congress right now, what questions would you be asking of the administration that's sending billions of, uh, billions of dollars to Ukraine that we can't account for and they don't really know what it's going for? What, what, is, what does the victory look like? Well, I would say if I were in Congress, no money to Ukraine as of today. Not any money, not any military aid, nothing to Ukraine. Why? Because it's back to what we talked about months ago. Why are we enforcing and protecting the border of Ukraine, where most Americans can't even find it on a globe, right. and we're not protecting our own border? Put America first. Put Ukraine on the agenda, maybe. But I wouldn't send any money to Ukraine to where protecting the southern border of the United States. And it's it, we do it, I think, it's all payback, Joe. It's payback for the Biden corruption uh, so that we're giving them money to fight the Russians because we got the Biden corruption uh, administration, got kind, all kinds of deals from the Ukrainian government, Ukrainian citizens in the past. Well, you and I are not supporters of Putin, but if you say what you just said, which is common sense, they're going to call you a Russia or Putin supporter. What I don't understand is how we became the entity that was on the hook. I agree with you. It's about Biden and corruption. I think that Zelensky probably has files and files that he could release tomorrow. I think Putin might have files on on the Bidens, too, that they could release tomorrow. So we're, for some reason, on the hook. But I just don't know what a victory looks like. Just like when, when Obama was in Afghanistan and somebody would ask somebody in his administration, hey, what does victory look like? And the answer was, well, it's not really easy to define and not really sure what we do. And a trillion dollars later, we left it with our tail between our legs. What's going to happen? What is the end game with, with Ukraine? They're not winning. Ted, they're not beating Russia. It's not happening. Russia's killing half a million um, Ukrainian men. The average age of the Ukrainian soldier has gone up by about 10 years because they're killing all the young guys. What, what is, what's going to happen? We're just going to keep on blindly sending money? We ought to promote a truce, even though the United States in the past, at least twice, has forbade Ukraine from... It was offered, right? It was yeah, offered. It was I offered. thought it, b- before one one tank rolled in, I think that Putin was going to sit down with Zelensky to try to work something out. Not that Putin's a good guy. He's a bad guy. I hate Putin. Putin bad. I'm not taking his side. <laughs> but if it saves a half a million men from dying in a war they can't win, and if it saves us $200 billion, I want to talk about it. Well, we need, to ha- we need to have a ceasefire. We need to have a truce. We need to go to the uh, negotiating table. Uh, Ukraine and Russia needs to go to... Uh, the negotiating table. I think China is even offered to get involved and uh, work out a, uh, a long-term truce. But that's the that is the answer: is to have a truce, have a ceasefire. The Ukrainians are never going to beat uh, the Russians, no matter how many uh, millions of dollars worth of equipment that eventually sends ends up in their hands to fight the Russians. They're never going to defeat them, even though the international and the national media say all this about Ukraine is winning, so let's send them more money. That's all a bunch of nonsense. That's the answer I see.
And, and I'm with you on that. You know, I, I believe in the way Ron Paul believes, and I think his son Rand as well. I think you probably are aligned with this as well. We're not the police officer of the world, Ted. If we were, we'd be in Africa right now stopping Boko Haram. We would be, uh, we would stop the, the genocide happening in Armenia. Um, it, it, I, I, we, we're not even involved in these places. We're only involved in Ukraine. And nobody can tell me why. It's not like uh, they've got some resources we need. I mean, there's all sorts of conspiracies that go on that we have some sort of labs or something in Ukraine or that the Bidens are, are, are somehow complicit, which I, you and I believe they are. And we're going to find out very soon in these committees whether they are or not. But has anybody ever said anything to you that makes sense as to why we ignore the genocide? Look, when Bill Clinton was becoming president, they killed a million people in Rwanda. Just bad guys killed a million people. We didn't do anything. We, we just said, oh, man, look, they killed a million people. In Ukraine, Putin makes, you know, makes a funny face at somebody, and we're sending billions of dollars. So, again, is it only about the ties that Biden has to Ukraine? Is that, can that really be what this is all about? To me, it is. Of course, the, the left says, oh, we're to preserve democracy. Uh, it's not know. a democracy. It's not. <laughs> it's no more a democracy than Venezuela is a democracy. Exactly right. <laughs> In fact, it may be worse. Because they're doing things that even Venezuela isn't doing to the media. Teddy, he canceled the election coming up. We didn't cancel the election of the Civil War <laughs> in this right. country. But he can't do an election, and, and uh, the media can't say what they want, and you can't be somebody who's a, a Russian Orthodox Catholic in that country. The, the, the rights that you and I take for granted are, don't exist in Ukraine. That's right. They don't. And the persecution. And we, even even the cross-border, the Hungarians, you know, the Hungarians don't support the Ukrainians in this war because Hungarian uh, nationals that live in Ukraine are being persecuted. So, uh, you know, you have a lot of problems going on in Ukraine. It's no democracy. We don't have any business protecting this regime. And uh, we should uh, we should cease the money. And and even if we don't, we should put our border first, America first. It's nonsense. Seven million people have crossed illegally into the United States. And we're seeing the problems of that throughout the country. And how do we uh, protect our border? Enforce the laws that are already written. We don't yes. need any more laws. we got laws that are written to keep people out. Just enforce them. But the administration will not enforce the rule of law. Dereliction of duty. The DHS Secretary um, Alejandro Mayorkas was on, I think, Bloomberg yesterday. I think it was. One of those networks that I, I don't watch. And uh, the question basically was, what do you do with the illegals that are here now? They call them undocumented, migra- undocumented migrants. What do you do with the ones that are already here? And Mayorkas said, well, there are 12 million here. And you and I think would agree it's more like 30 million over the years. That's right. But, but he says there are 12 million here and there are, there are coaches, there are soccer coaches and there are, uh, our fellow congregants and there are coworkers at work and they are a major force as to why our economy does so well. So we need to do what Joe Biden suggested on day one and we need Congress to take action and I hope they do. Ted, all of that is code for, because Joe Biden wanted this, give them amnesty. Do you think that's going to happen? Are they going to give 30 million people amnesty, do you think? No, not as long as the Republicans control one of the uh, chambers in the U.S. Congress. And let, let me give you a statistic. You know, they, they, they claim that all of these people coming over to the United States are, are good people. Of course, they're breaking the law to get in here. Uh, some of them want to just live off the United States, but a lot of them are criminals and commit crimes. Uh, 20% or more of the people in the federal penitentiary right now are foreign nationals. Wow. 20% I no or more. So where are they all coming from? We're coming from all over the world, just like everybody crossing the border. The good and the bad and the ugly. 
and we're getting them all, and we don't know who they are. And it's a sh- it's shameful that the government will not protect its border. What, what, bothers, what bothers me the most, Ted, is that we just had four years of a guy who just followed the law. He even went with zero tolerance. We're just going to follow the law. That's the way it's going to be. And we saw the lowest numbers crossing illegally in generations, 60, 70, 80 years. And they want us to believe that that can't be done again. We've got to somehow change the law. We do not need to change the law. Enforce the law we already have. It worked before. It will work again. We don't need to add anything or change the law at all. Follow him at Judge Ted Poe over on uh, X, and uh, we appreciate you, Ted. Thanks a million. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. Always appreciate Judge Ted Poe. He never pulls any punches. Good stuff. We have him on at least once a month. Just love having Ted on. 888-941-PAGS, Joe Pags. I actually don't have any time to do any more, any more phone calls. But uh, I do have time to tell you, go and check out the YouTube. It's growing quickly, Joe Talk Show. Also check out um, Instagram, Joe Talk Show. Facebook is Joe Talk Show, but they, they hold back almost everything I do. TikTok, it's Joe Pags. Truth Social, it's Joe Pags. Go and follow us wherever you can. Let's do some pop culture. Bip. Dirty pop. Yo. What's happening, Polo? So have you seen this story with uh, about Daryl Hall and John Oates? I have not. What's going on with that? Okay, so I'd heard last week that there was something going on where he was trying to sue uh, John Oates. So apparently... Paul is suing Oates? Yes. Okay. And so apparently it was because Oates was trying to sell his part of of this company that they, they have together, even though they've been trying to, I guess, divorce... From the, from the company. They're going to split it up equally. But Oates was trying to sell it to this new company. And, and then the way he did it, he was trying to... Because Daryl Hall has to sign off on it. But Daryl Hall was getting ready to go off onto a tour. And it was like a day or two before this was going to happen that they were going to try to, I guess, approach him with him. Why, guys? Team. Why? Yeah, it's just crazy. Stop. Paul can't sue Oates, can he? Uh, he's doing it. <laughs> there you go. That's Polo. That's Sam. I'm Joe. That's Carrie. We'll see you tomorrow night. Appreciate you. Bye. This is the Joe Pegg Show.